Please stand and we'll start out uh, this week's service uh, with hymn number 497, Near to the Heart of God.
Okay, please be seated for the announcements, and uh, let's see here. We have uh, baptism of Wayland Gramling, son of Stephanie and Warren Gramling. Uh, that is on the 19th. I guess that would be next Sunday, right? And uh, um, on the 3rd, 12-3, um, there will be TCBY meeting from 5 to 7 here at Sidman. Um, for the charge, um, the Forest Hills Ministerium uh, Thanksgiving service at Dunlow at 3 p.m. That's on Sunday, the 19th. And the guest speaker will be Reverend Randy Bain. And then on Wednesday, the 11th, um, Thanksgiving Eve service. No, that's 11:22. I'm sorry, I'm like way off here. Thanksgiving Eve service at South Fork First Evangelical Church at 7 p.m. Okay, we stumbled through that. Okay, now uh, if we'd please stand for the affirmation of faith. Uh, I would announce. Oh, you know what I The Parsons, no, not the Parsons. The service on Wednesday is at the, what used to be the United Methodist Church. The white one or the red one, I forget. It's not Wesley, and it's, it's the other other church. It's now the first evangelical church of South South Fork. Yeah, uh, it matches their uh, it matches it matches their uh, China from the 1930s because it says on their first evangelical church of South Fork. So that's one reason why the two. And I, the new copy of our daily bread is in the back. So pick one up so you're all set for the month of December, which is not far uh, far away. That's, that's all I have. Alrighty, uh, if we please stand for the affirmation of faith, we'll read this responsibly and you can find that on the, on the, ah, there it is, <laughs> on the screen. Alright, to you, Lord, I call, you are my rock, do not turn a deaf ear to me, for if you remain silent, I will be like those who go down to the pit. Hear my cry for mercy as I call upon you for help. As I lift up my hands toward the most holy place. Do not drag me away with the wicked, with those who do evil, who speak horridly with their neighbors, but harbor malice in their hearts. Repay them for their deeds and for their evil works. Repay them for what their hands have done, and bring back on them what they deserve. Because they have no regard for the deeds of the Lord and what, is, what his hands have done, he will tear down them down and never build them up again. Praise be to the Lord, for he has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy, and with my song I praise him. The Lord is the strength of his people, a fortress of salvation for his anointed one. Save your people and bless your inheritance. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. Okay, if you'll please be seated. And um, now we'll have the children's message. 
Jesus, Savior, you have cast out seven demons from Mary Magdalene. Cast out all from us sinful affections. You raise Lazarus from the dead. Raise us from being dead in sin. You came to proclaim freedom to the captives. Free us from the power that our own habits, attachments, aversions, and passions have over us. You cleansed the leopards, healed the sick, and gave sight to the blind. Heal the diseases of our souls. Open our eyes and fix them upon you. Cleanse our hearts from everything except the desire to advance your work, your honor, and to do your work. We gather this morning in your presence to raise our voices to you, to bring to your attention what's on our hearts, minds, and souls. We offer prayer for the good health and well-being of the members of this congregation, their families and friends and neighbors. We pray for the members of law enforcement, the military, especially our first lieutenant, Carl Smith. We pray for firefighters, first responders, EMTs. We pray for the well-being and safety of our country, our community, and our church. May we be protected from the evil forces that have crossed our borders. We pray for the safety and well-being of our youth and continue to encourage them on their walk of faith. We pray for the unsaved, the unbelievers, those who have lost their way, for them to see the light on their wayward ways so that they may be saved, saved before it's too late. We ask for forgiveness for our going astray and for choosing our way over your way. We offer prayers and support to the country of Israel. May God be with them as they fight their struggle against evil. May all the hostages be returned safely to their loved ones. May we be protected from the protest on the sides of evil that are taking place around our country. Evil is coming to the forefront. May we do what's in our power to put an end to this movement and return to believing in the good that surrounds us all. We offer a prayer for Roseanne and Tom Burkhart. Now if there was a name that came to the people, people's hearts, minds, or spirits, let them say those names out loud now. Dear Lord, let us bring our time, prayer time to a close by praying together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
Do we have any people who were in the, in the military, uh, families of uh, people who were in the military, were in the military, is in the military? Could they please stand? Uh, okay, all right. Okay, you can be seated. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Let's see, the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. The day became known as Armistice Day. Armistice Day officially received its name in America in 1926 through a congressional resolution. It became a national holiday. Twelve years later, by similar congressional action, the, uh, well, that became a national holiday. The first celebration using the term Veterans Day occurred in Birmingham, Alabama in 1947. 1954, Congress passed the bill that President Eisenhower, uh, for those who aren't old enough, he was a, a president and he was the, uh, the general in charge of D-Day. He had a lot to do with the planning of that. Well, he signed a proclaiming November the 11th as Veterans Day. So it's been known as Veterans Day since 1950, 1954. And there may be no better way to honor a vet than in prayer. Prayer can connect you, a veteran, and God in a meaningful and productive way. So let us pray. Today we honor our veterans, worthy men and women who gave their best when they were called upon to serve and protect their country. We pray that you will bless them for their unselfish service in the continual struggle to preserve our freedoms, our safety, and our country's heritage for all of us. Pass them abundantly, bless them abundantly for the hardships they face, for the sacrifices they made for their, for their many different contributions to America's victories over tyranny and oppression. We respect them, we thank them, we honor them, we're proud of them. We pray that you will watch over these special people and bless them with peace and happiness. In God's most holy name, we pray. Amen. Okay, now this time, uh, will please stand? And someone needs to select a favorite hymn. 425. 429? 425. Into the garden.
everybody will please be seated. Would the ushers please come forward for the presentation of God's tithes, our gifts, and offerings. Gracious God in heaven, we come before you this second Sunday in the month of November with these tithes and these gifts and these offerings. We ask that you accept them to be used for the running of the church here in Sidman and with help with spreading your word throughout the, uh, throughout the area. We thank you for this opportunity to gather as a congregation to sing your hymns, to read your psalms, and to hear your word. We thank you for all that, dear Lord. May it be everlasting for us throughout the entire week. We pray all of us in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, Master, Teacher, and Friend, and we said together, Amen. Please be seated. I th it's becoming obvious to me that uh, Annette and Colleen are up to date with the liturgy for the day because the last uh, couple times that Annette's done it and Colleen's done it, it piggybacked on the sermon because the reading is the same thing of what they do with the children, the children's message. So today the reading is about the ten virgins. Uh, chapter, uh, chapter 25 Verses 1 through 13. These are, all these are the words of Jesus. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil and jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. 
The foolish one said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. No, they replied, there may not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly, I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. The words of God for the people of God. The word of God for the people of God. How many weeks are we going to have to do this? Uh, let's see, I, I call this the bell of regret. Does today's gospel reading from Matthew gain or lose its authority as we enter a third millennium of waiting? And the process of doing God's ministry, results right away are not to be expected. I expect them right away. Like I've expected you would catch on to say, thanks be to God, a little louder than you have been for the last couple of weeks. Maybe we have to wait a couple of years for that to take place. Although, although the elder who was there last week, Jeremy, congratulated the people on their amens or something like that. And I just smiled. I said, well, it's taken a while to get to this point, but uh, okay. Thinking you can do it quickly with a brief spurt of energy is foolish. Plan on carrying out carefully, thoroughly, and even slowly the work for the transformation of the world. You must operate with the understanding that it will not happen in your lifetime. You are just one among many influences that will bring about the coming of God's kingdom here on earth. God is calling you to do your part in transforming individuals and society so that all may share in the kingdom's banquet is what the bridegroom was going to. All believers are called to be faithful to that vision. However, some will be faithful and some will be unfaithful. The faithful have already been chosen to realize the world God intended it to be. Someday they will be embraced by that kingdom for which they have worked so hard. The unfaithful to that vision will find the door to God's kingdom shut and bolted for therefore will find themselves rejected because of their unfaithfulness. The five virgins who were not prepared showed up and the door was locked. Too late. This parable is declaring that God calls every Christian and every Christian community to the vision of God's kingdom. Those who work towards bringing about that kingdom will be invited to the wedding banquet which is reserved for those who do God's will. In my case, I hope he has salmon there, or else I won't be able to eat whatever whatever being offered. At the end of life, or at the return of Jesus, 
it'll be too late to be repaired, to be prepared. You must be spiritually prepared to know Jesus now, not later. Often you think that you have all the time in the world to take care of certain matters. You put off for today what you think can be done tomorrow. Satan had a meeting with his demons to figure out how to trick people into eternal hell. One said, I've got a plan. Let's whisper in people's ears that there is no God. No, Satan said. Creation declares the reality of God. People are too smart to deny his existence. I've got it, another one said. We'll say there's no hell. No, said Satan. People naturally understand the need for judgment and punishment. A third said, let me suggest how we might trick them. Instead of saying no God or no hell, let's just say no hurry. Hmm. That's it, Satan says. And he gave his demons the authority to go throughout the world whispering no hurry. Something as simple as that. See, Satan is smart. When Jesus returns to take his people to heaven, we must be ready. We are asked to live in hope for what has been promised and what will, what will be, but is not yet. The return of Jesus. He promised, he promised us that that will take place. And, and, uh, and all the promises that are in the Bible have been kept. So why would we doubt this? I don't know how many Bibles I have to, I guess I'd have to Google that. How many promises are in the Bible made by Jesus? Mm. So this one is, is his last one. Mm. Has he agreed to do all these, come through with all these promises and then all of a sudden decide, nah, I'm not going to keep that last one. He's going to keep it. It just may not be during our lifetime like all the other believers who came before us. We just celebrated previous people uh, last week at All Saints Day. All the saints that have come before us, that have been in this church from, from last year all the way back. We mentioned some of their names at all three churches. Honoring them. For what, we wouldn't be here. Yuns wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the people who came before you. And the young people of today won't be here unless you're here. So we have some young people, right? Yeah. Oh, where's your brother? Home sleeping. Where's mom? Oh my goodness! Wow. Whoa. What? What an excuse. At, at home sleeping. Well, maybe she's watching. They're watching us on the uh, on the internet. No. Now, you doubt it, you doubt it. Uh, good support of your mother. Good support, good support. I'm sure she'll always remember that. Always remember that. Mom, can I have a car? Well, I remember a long time ago, you said this about me in church. You can forget about a car, sonny boy. We're all chosen to wait for the bridegroom. The bridegroom is Jesus Christ. He's marrying the church. Now how can we prepare to wait? 
gathering with others who also wait and stick with them. All of, all of you's here, all of you here. That's one reason to come on, on, on Sundays, is to be with other believers who believe, who believe like you do. Is, is it easy? Well, it's easy for me because I have to be here. I only work one day a week, only on Sundays, for three hours, three and, three and a quarter hours, that's all. Why is that making so much noise? Uh, so we have to be here among other people, believers who believe like we do. That we've gone through a process where we've separated from people who don't quite believe like we believe. And in the Forest Hills Ministerium, there's one church. One church. There, there are two churches who went independent. And, and uh, uh, Reverend Randy Bain is speaking to one, one, I think it's one of those, yes, he's speaking to the church today, three o'clock. Mount Hope, Mount Hope Community Church, about joining the global church. Uh, Salix has a as a, a, a pastor there for until until beginning of next year. And they have four candidates that they're gonna take their time to interview and invite in to speak and you know, take all take all that stuff into into account. Uh, but there's only one church in the Far Ministerium that didn't disaffiliate and that's uh, the Wesleyan Church in Southport. They, they started with 15 people, and they figured it cost too much money, and we won't be here because we're all old. We won't be here five years from now. Now they have 40 people because all the people who didn't want to become, didn't want to disaffiliate and go to the global church went there for the United United Methodist Methodist Church. The same district superintendent, except he's also with Indiana now as well. He has two conferences, a district that he's taking he's taken care of. We have to avoid communities that are caught up in trying to forecast God's timing. There are some that we hear about every now and then, that the earth is going to come to an end, and they have a group of people who show up, and the earth is going to come to an end on such and such a day, and it's never happened. It's always passed, it's always passed by. This is, this is not the people who are on the streets protesting now. They're not talking about this. They're talking about the war in Israel. And it's not a war against Palestine, it's a war against Hamas. And the media doesn't say that all the time. Some of them do, but some of them say the Israeli-Palestine war. That's, that's, that's incorrect, and they should know that. The negative example of the foolish maidens makes it clear that being a Christian in name only is not enough. There were the five who were, who were lazy, who didn't want to get any oil. There are certain things that cannot be bought or borrowed. We cannot buy or borrow a relationship with God. We must possess it ourselves. We cannot buy or borrow character. It must be a part of us. 
Can you imagine going into a store and say, yeah, I'd like to order a character, please. I'll take that character over there. $25. Off you go. That's not the way it's done. Whether we die as an obedient Christian or we continue living, we are to live our lives embracing God's way. And we've gone over things. We went over the Beatitudes a couple weeks ago about the way we are to live. We have been called by God to be working for the fulfillment of the world as God created and intended it to be. Many have lost their sense of urgency, but the cry will soon go forth. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. It's those who endure to the end who will be saved. All of you. If you continue in your journey to the very end, you will be saved. We will greet each other in heaven. I, I hope I'm there. I think so. We will greet each other. We will know, know each other. I was in Giant Eagle the other day, and this lady walked by me, and it took, she looks mighty familiar. Is that Anna from uh, uh, Waterford Methodist Church? And uh, uh, No, it can't be now. So I walk up to the line, and here comes her husband right towards me. Hey, it was John. Hey, you're both, I thought you, okay, well, so we shared a little bit about the, there's the church that didn't disaffiliate. Uh, Record did, and Waterford didn't. So that means they had two different two different pastors, uh, but it was nice to, uh, uh, to to see them, and it was nice that I remembered their names, because I hadn't seen them in, in three three years. Anna was the piano player, and John uh, John had a terrific singing voice. He'd always sit way in the back, and his voice would carry over the the congregations. There's nothing more sorrowful, more telling than hearing the ringing of the bell of regret, announcing the words we hope we don't have to hear, the words that will ring to the bottom of our souls, and the words that will last for eternity. It's too late. We don't want to hear those words. It's too late. Be prepared. Be prepared. I'm always prepared. I can't get over about the moment I get anywhere out of the building, I'm lock, unlocking my trunk and the car might be two miles away. No, it's not that far. hundred yards away or something like that. And just thinking, gee, you're always prepared. You should stop that. But it, was, it, was, it came through uh, the study of, uh, of music, of, of practicing, always being prepared for the next performance, always being prepared for the next Sunday, the Sunday, the Sunday service. And next week are two services. We had that 3 o'clock service. At the, uh, there's going to be a lot of different speakers. The Elton Choir is going to be there to sing. We may have a, a solo or a duet, uh, I'll know by the middle part of the week. We have uh, the vice president is going to give a, uh, a devotional that he gave to us last, last, last Tuesday. And uh, our presiding elder, Reverend Randy Bain from the o Oakland uh, Church, is, uh, will, be the get, will be the speaker that, that day. And then we have food uh, afterwards downstairs in the uh, social, social hall.
and it's going to be good weather. I wish I could guarantee it, but I better not go out that far. But uh, I, I can tell you next Sunday during the service whether we'll have good weather guaranteed or not. But it'll be a nice time. We'll be there with other people from uh, the Methodist churches and from the community. It's strictly not a Methodist. It's anybody who wants to wants to attend the uh, uh, the service. Three o'clock in the afternoon. So some people of the congregation don't have to worry about driving at night. That's why we put it at three o'clock in the afternoon. Last year was a big success by having it three o'clock in the afternoon. So we're continuing it this year. The evening service is at Southport. That, you're going to have to drive at night if you want to go to that. That's 7 o'clock at night. It's an annual thing that the two Methodist churches in South Fork do. And this year it's at the first evangelical uh, church. Any questions? Let us pray. <coughs> Lord, let us not hear the ringing of the bell of regret. Let us patiently await your arrival, even if it's not in our lifetime. Let us patiently await, no matter how long it takes, because you said you would return, and you have always honored all of your promises. Lord, we await your coming. Amen. Let us now stand and sing our last hymn, uh, Blessed Assurance, and we'll take a break right before the last verse. Number 345 in the hymnal. take care of what needs to be done today and not put off things until another day. May we prepare for Jesus' return because it will happen. Maybe not in our lifetime, but he will keep his promise. 
and may we spend the time remaining in our lives by carrying out God's way in transforming the world. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, go and earn your day. Let us now sing the last verse of our closing hymn, Blessed Assurance. <laughs>